Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord and we want to appreciate his wonderful grace. It comes to us day by day. We even appreciate the work that the Lord is doing through uh, this wonderful ministry of the word. Once again, I am Pastor Dennis Matov all the way from Freedom Experience Ministry that is in Kampala, Uganda. Now, uh, with Freedom Experience Ministry, God has called us to dispense his word, dispense the living Christ to the believers through our teaching ministry and through even various gifts that God has bestowed upon us as a ministry. And with this burden of revealing the Christ in you so that you may experience him, so that you may live with him in a practical and daily experience. See, with this burden, I want to show you life that is in the word, the light that is shining from the word, even the grace that you can enjoy within the word, and even the truth that is realized in the word. This is going to uh, result in God's glory, which is God expressed, is God manifested. So through the word of God, we do our best to see that we define his God, his dispense himself into the believers. Now, I want to uh, appreciate those that have been following us even in the previous season, which was season one of experiencing God's New Testament land. And that season covered up to 70 episodes. Today, uh, we are launching in to season 2, whereby we are going to be talking about uh, going to be talking about experiencing Christ's New Testament land. This is our season 2. Now, I'm speaking of seasons because in each series, um, I cover in full the entire personality. If I talked about God the Father, He saw everything we need to know and to see concerning God the Father. So in this season, which is going to be a bit longer, we are going to see Christ as His personality and His attributes in his virtues and even work. So, we are going to see very many uh, great attributes, great aspects, even in Christ's person. So, you see that in the four going messages, now in case in case you missed the previous uh, season uh, that has got up to 70 episodes, you need to check with our application Freedom Experience app or even you need to visit our podcasts uh, in several platforms like Spotify, Google Podcast, hear this ad even we have Apple Apple Podcast but you can also visit uh, our website at freedomexperienceministry.org Hallelujah So in the foregoing messages, we have considered the New Testament and God's New Testament economy. 
and also God in his person so God in his person God is in, in his nature God in his attributes God in his good pleasure God in his manifestation and God in his work so with this message we shall begin to cover Christ's person and in the latter messages we shall cover Christ's attributes Christ's virtues Christ's work so as well as we see shall see concerning Christ's person there are a great many aspects and we all need to have the vision the God who is dispensing himself into our being is Christ all that God the Father is is in Christ this means that we cannot separate what God is from what Christ is for God is God is embodied in Christ so when we say that God is dispensing himself into us we need to realize that this dispensing God in his economy in his plan in his administrative arrangement is Christ so without being Christ God could not dispense himself into us God is Christ for the purpose of his dispensing. And for this reason, the Bible uh, in the Bible we have God and also Christ. Now, to some Bible students have that have a superficial understanding of why we need to we need Christ as as well as God. Some people may think that besides God, we have Christ as our savior and redeemer. They may give even the impression that God is not our Redeemer and Savior. They may say that Christ is someone besides God who is our Savior and Redeemer. Now this understanding is not accurate. It is more accurate to say that without being Christ God would not be our Savior. And that without being Christ God would not be our redeemer. So in order to be our savior and redeemer, God must be Christ. This is why the New Testament reveals that both God and Christ are the savior and the redeemer. So this does not mean that uh, we have two saviors, we have two redeemers. See that we, on the contrary, we have one savior, one redeemer. Now, the fact that we have one Savior and one Redeemer and that both God and Christ are the Savior and the Redeemer indicates that God and Christ are one. And apart from being Christ, our God could not redeem us. Apart from being Christ, we would not have a way to save fallen sinners. So in the same principle, in order to dispense himself into our being, God, Father, must be Christ. So if God were not Christ, he could not dispense himself into us by himself. So Christ therefore is for God's dispensing. So this is a matter that has been neglected by many, many Christians. 
and in order for us to enjoy God's dispensing we need to consider all the aspects of who Christ is and what Christ is So no doubt we all desire to enjoy dispensing of God. And if we would have this enjoyment, then we need to see who and what Christ is in his person. Now, in this message, we shall begin to consider who Christ is in his Godhead. We are beginning uh, to find out who is Christ in the Godhead. So, number one, Christ in the Godhead, in the Godhead, is the complete God. When you ask a question, who is Christ in the Godhead? What is He in the Godhead? First, in the Godhead, our Christ is the complete God. Now, for Christ to be the complete God means that He is triune God. Is the Father, Christ is the Son, Christ is the Spirit, and I'm about to explain in detail. Now, those who argue with this and say that Christ is only Son of God, Son of the Father, you are mistaken. On the one hand, the New Testament reveals that Christ is the Son, and on the on the other hand, the New Testament reveals that Christ is God. And is even the complete God. We should not say that Christ is only partially God or part of God. He is the entire God, the whole God, the triune God. Now, regarding Christ being the complete God, John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. And the word was God. Praise the name of Jesus. In the beginning was the word. Word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning, that is from eternity past. The word was God. It is not, it is not as supposed by some that, that, that Christ was not God from eternity past. That at a certain time, Christ became God. Now, we should, we should all know that Christ's deity is eternal and absolute. It is eternal and it is absolute. It is total, complete. So, from eternity past to eternity future, Christ is God. So, this is the reason that in the Gospel of John, there is no genealogy regarding him as in Matthew chapter 1 and even in Luke chapter 3. Now in this gospel of John, Christ is without father, is without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life. Just as Hebrews chapter 7 verse 3 states, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7 verse 3, without father, they are talking about is Melchizedek, the king of Salem that met with Abraham. He was the very Christ. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days 
nor end of life but like unto the son of God abides a priestly continually so we all need to be very clear that our Christ was God from the beginning even from eternity John 1, 1 declares the word Christ is God this God whom the word, the word is is not a partial God not only God the Son the entire God God the Son, God the Father God the Spirit now the New Testament does not say that the word was God the Son Rather, the New Testament says that in the beginning was the word and the word was the entire God so as the word God is, is the complete God Christ is the triune God the Father, the Son and the Spirit when you come to Romans chapter 9 verse 5 it speaks of Christ who is over all God blessed forever that is Romans chapter 9 verse 5 but Christ is over all and is God blessed forever so when Paul came to this point in, this, in his writing, he was so filled with the glorious person of Christ that he poured out what was in his heart and declared that Christ is over all. God bless forever. We need to be deeply impressed with the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ is the very God who is over all and blessed forever. He is the infinite God and concerning him the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 it says unto us a child is born and he goes on to say his name shall be called and he says the mighty God so we praise Christ for his deity and we worship him as God a complete God blessed forever in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 also indicates that Christ is God. Hebrews 1 8 says, But as to the Son, your throne O God is forever and ever. And the scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. So because Christ the Son is God himself is addressed in this verse as a very God. In Hebrews 1 8 and it clearly reveals that uh, the Son is God Himself. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, on this, on this, we are going to talk about a all the fullness of the Godhead dwell in Him godly. Because He is God, all the fullness of the Godhead dwell in Him bodily. And here they are talking about they are speaking of Christ. This is Colossians chapter 2 verses 9. It says that for in him meaning Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now can you explain the difference between fullness and riches? Because according to the biblical usage it's the meaning of the word fullness surpasses that of the word riches. First we have the riches and then the fullness. We may say, therefore, that the fullness surpasses riches. 
the fullness we see in Colossians 2.9 in Colossians 2.9 refers not to the riches of God but to the expression of the riches of God in other words what dwells in Christ is not only the riches of the Godhead but the expression of the riches of what God is so it becomes a fullness so what does the fullness of the Godhead refer to the fullness of the Godhead uh, does not refer to the end, uh, entire Godhead but to the complete God it is true the fullness of the Godhead is the entire Godhead including the Father the Son and the Spirit that is the fullness that Colossians is talking about that in Christ is the entire fullness of God the Father the Son and even Spirit now since the Godhead comprises the Father the Son and the Spirit question would be how could we say that the fullness of the Godhead includes only God the Son not the Father and not even God the Spirit when you talk about the fullness of the Godhead it means that if it dwells in Christ Christ is the fullness of God the Father the Son and the Spirit now this would not be logical when you say that fullness of, of Godhead was in the Son. You don't say that is not the Father, the Son even the Spirit included. Because the Godhead comprises the Father, the Son and the Spirit. So the fullness of the Godhead must be the fullness of the Father and of the Son and of the Spirit. And as the embodiment of the fullness of the Godhead. You see that Christ is not only the Son of God, but is also the entire God. So, we would emphasize the fact that the fullness of the complete Godhead is in Christ bodily. The Godhead includes the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. The fullness of the Godhead is the fullness of the Father. Son, the Spirit. So the fact that all the fullness of the Godhead is in Christ bodily means that the triune God is fully embodied in Christ. So apart from Christ as the embodiment of God, we cannot find God because the Bible says he dwells in unapproachable light. Because God is altogether embodied in Christ, we can now find God. Praise the name of Jesus. For you to find God, you find Christ. You cannot like find God there alone. You find him in Christ because he is embodied in Christ. Now, our part B says that the effulgence, the effulgence means the brilliance or the splendor God is glory and the express image of God is substance. Want us to talk about effulgence. Effulgence is brilliance. 
Christ is brilliant. God is brilliant. So, talk about the brilliance, the splendor of God's glory and the express image of God's substance. So, we see that Hebrews chapter 1 verses 3 says that Christ is the effulgence of God's glory, is the splendor and the express image of God's substance. Christ is the express image of God's substance. So the effulgence of God's glory is like the shining or the brightness of the light of the sun. Christ is the shining brightness of the Father's glory. So, the effulgence here, another word for effulgence will be the radiance shining so the effulgence here cannot be separated from the glory just as the shining of the sun cannot be separated from the rays of the sun why? since the shining and the rays are one so we may use an electric light as an illustration of the relationship between radiance and the glory. When you look into light as an illustration, light is the expression of electricity. Although electricity is a mystery, it is also a reality. So we can tell that electricity is in a certain room by the shining of the electric lights in that room. So light is the radiance of the glory of electricity. So in like manner, Christ is the effulgence of God's glory. Christ is the radiance of God's glory. Hebrews chapter 1 3 says that uh, says not only that Christ is the effulgence of God's glory, but also that he is the express image of God's substance. So the glory is the outward expression and the substance is the inward essence. Inward is core. God has, God has got his essence as well as his appearance. He has his substance as well as his glory. We do not have even enough words to explain these matters. We can say only that our God is glorious and substantial. So as far as his glory is concerned, Christ is the effulgence of this glory. And as far as God's substance is concerned, Christ is the express image of this substance. So the express image of God's substance is like that is the is like the impress of a seal. If you know a seal, Christ is the expression of what God the Father is. See, a seal has an image on it. It looks like a stamp. When a seal is pressed upon a paper, the paper 
bears the same express image as a seal bears. Now, suppose a seal has certain letters. When this seal is pressed on a piece of paper, the paper will bear the same image, the same letters as the seal. So here, Christ is not only the effulgence of God's glory, he is also the impress or the impression of God's substance. So here we have substance within and the expression without. The substance within is the source of the express image. And the express the expression without is the radiance the effulgence of God's glory. So for Christ to be the effulgence or the radiance of God's glory and the express image of his substance means that is God coming to us. Christ is God coming to us. I've told you that when I put a seal on a piece of paper, a seal comes to the paper. Likewise, Christ as the impress, the express image of God's substance, is God coming to us. And therefore, Christ is God reaching us. Christ is God coming to be one with us. And this is why they, they called his name Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. If you have Christ, God is with you. So, the shining of the sun's rays is, this, is, is the sun reaching us. If we remain in the sunshine a period of time, some elements of the sun will be now transfused into us. For example, they always say early in the morning, if you go in that morning sun, it has vitamin D. That means that when you sit under that sun, rays will reach you because the sun to reach you as with its elements. So this is an experience of the sun reaching us. When you stay in the sun for some time, you see, it begins to transfuse into you. Even your temperature changes, the body temperature. Likewise, Christ the Son of God is God himself reaching us, coming to us. We have a God reaches us today. We have a God who comes to us to save us and to dispense himself into us. Praise the name of the Lord. So, we have seen when you come to Colossians 1.15 even 2 Corinthians 4.4 4, it says that Christ is the image of God. Remember God is invisible. But Christ is his image expressing what that invisible God is. The image that is found in Colossians 1.15 does not mean a physical form but it means an expression. An expression of God's being in all his attributes. So this interpretation is confirmed by 
Colossians 3.10 and even 2 Corinthians 3.18. When you read Colossians 3.10, the Bible says that says that and we have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. The last 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord we are changed into the same image glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. So as the image of God Christ is the expression of God and if a person had no physical form or image he could not be expressed. A person is expressed through his physical image. And although God is invisible is expressed through his image which is his son Jesus Christ. So to say that Christ is the image of God implies that he is the very God creator. When we see Christ we see the expression of the, that invisible God. For he, he himself is God and therefore Christ the image of the invisible God is actually God himself expressed. Praise the name of Jesus. So this has been our first episode in experiencing Christ's New Testament plan. This is season 2, episode 1. The Lord bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm Pastor Dennis.